It's bonfire night, so gather round with Conrad and Megan and your favourite sticky beverage. Sadly, festive Jack Daniels with Santa hats aren't out yet. This week, a surprisingly nuanced chat about hospital reform, the Zerda Merz conservative romance, and flipping fracking again with Christian Flippin Lindner. Frack off! It's time for another episode of Megan's Mayacan. I'm Megan. I'm here in a quite dark Berlin with Ex-Berliner Magazine and Conrad Werner. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm good, yeah. I just, uh, while you were saying hello, I rearranged the spoffle on my microphone. Is it called a spoffle? I just think it should be called a spoffle. It definitely should. (laughs) And I think that might have crackled over your hello, so apologies for that. Yeah, I was just thinking when I got here, we've now had the clocks going back. So it's the time, you know, the part of the year where I come to your house in darkness. Yeah, I know. I have to have the lights on and everything. It's very annoying because I work from home as well. So it's a struggle to have a reason to leave the house before before sundown. To be fair, I don't want to complain about the weather because we've had some really lovely, slightly too warm, but very like blue skies and the leaves and everything in Berlin, which is like one of my favourite weather things. Oh, well, you the like, seasons. You like warm autumn days? Not warm. The warmth, we're not talking about the warmth. Okay. Um, but like that blue sky and the autumn leaves and everything, it's lovely. Oh yeah, that's nice, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you like to kick autumn leaves around? Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? In, in other good and positive news, we apparently have another Patreon. Oh yes. Wow. Yeah, thanks very much, Laurel. Laurel, and what a great name. It's a lovely name. It's a very nice name. Thank you very, very much. Yeah. We really do appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, if you would like to give us money, you should go to Megan's Megan Can. No, wait. <laughs> Start again. <laughs> Patreon.com. I was like, if he does this off my heart, I'm going to be amazed. <laughs> and I think I threw no, it off. No, I was thinking about it because I've been saying it wrong the whole time. Oh, have you? One of our listeners wrote in, said you've been saying it wrong. Oh my I... God, thank you to whoever that was. <laughs> so it's patreon.com forward slash. Forward slash. Megan's Megan Megacan. Megacan. Yeah, because I've been saying backslash the whole mm. time. Backslash is the one that goes downhill. And yeah. on, on in URLs, they all go uphill mm. from left to right. Yes, and had you potentially had any other podcast partner, we would have got that. But you have me, the boomer halfwit. So, so um, now my apologies. Go to forward slash Megan's very forward and, slash forward and, slash and become a patron, and we will do a special at some point. Hopefully. We will. We are. Yeah, that is definitely def- in the works. It's in the pipeline. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. We just need to coordinate schedules right so yes thank you laurel thank you to all our patrons well, we oh drinking. god i almost jumped into the news there without the booze <laughs> in the spirit of you know clocks going back sorry this is damp because i washed it not damp because okay it's a jack daniels and ginger oh, one of our favorites because yeah. i think ginger we're getting into like the festive spice season so what I'm going to start to do is my traditional festive plea for anyone, if you know anyone involved in the drinks industry, please come. We have a festive mega can oh, and yeah. make it good. Just a little bit of ginger, a little bit of spice, 
What kind of what, what are you, what are you envisioning? Maybe it would be gross. I can't work it out. But then I'm not the ideas person here. <laughs> okay, but you like cardamom, stuff like that. Just cloves. Just fucking put a Santa hat on the J and the D of Jack Daniels. Like just something. <laughs> Give us something. Megas in your spatey are like the Cheers. one of the more expensive ones is almost at five euros now. Oh my god! Inflation. Gosh. Jesus. Oh god, that was a tough one. Cheers. Yeah, inflation is is, oh. is causing um is wreaking havoc. Actually, we didn't, this isn't on our news list, but I wanted to mention it because it's quite interesting. There's a war going on between Mars and Erika. <laughs> because uh, I thought you meant for a moment there Mars, the planet, and I was like, I think we're just at the stage of the new cycle. I'm like, <laughs> no. fine, that seems completely fucking reasonable. <laughs> That Mars, the planet, and Edeka, the German supermarket, are at work. Fine. Yep. Yep. Tell me what's happening. No, I meant Mars, the popular. I understand that. The popular confectioner. After you said it, but the fact that I didn't immediately freak out when I thought it was the planet is fucking telling. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it would have been bad if I'd been the one that broke that to you. That we I were mean, in the I middle of an. I don't even like. I'm like. <laughs> Fine, I can cope with anything. Not only have we made contact with aliens, we've actually uh, they're start... really fucked off with <laughs> yeah, Edeka. <yeah>. <laughs> no, so what's they're... happening? So um, I think it's Edeka. It could be. Uh, I think Edeka, Aldi, and Lidl are no longer stopped stocking Mars confectionery. So all the wow. Mars because they were demanding higher prices, and those supermarkets were refusing to um, charge the higher prices. And so they um, they stopped stocking them for a while, or, or Mars boycotted them. One, one, there was a row. I don't know exactly, but there was coming around a row. And instead they started um, stocking like the old-fashioned kind of German confectionery that no one eats anymore, like from East Germany. Like, Class. Like I those Knusperflocken and those things, yeah. So there were apparently for a couple of weeks there were loads of Knusperflocken in the uh, in Edeka, but no Mars M&Ms and stuff. What an increasingly yeah. strange world we live in. Okay. All yeah, right. What but, else have we got to talk about? So uh, I'll start with the, the more difficult story while well, I'm only one-eighth into my mega can. Oh, and... we usually leave the very complicated ones <laughs> till the end uh, yeah. and then make you explain Yeah, it. and that, that often... <laughs> the time we did that with the overhang in the Bundestag was one of my favourites. Still don't that, understand that, that blew up in our faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so hospitals, German yes. hospitals. Yes. Health Minister Karl Lauterbach... Mm-hmm. He has made it his business. It's one of the things that he really wanted to do was reform the hospital financing system. And it is obviously going to be very complicated and difficult because it's been... He, but he... Come on, Carl, <laughs> you can do this. I and... respect that man. It's like, mm, pandemic, what's next? And he said it would be, if he manages it, it would be the biggest reform in 20 years in Germany. Mm-hmm. And it's all to do with how um, hospitals are paid to treat people. Mm. And at the moment, Germany is uh, one of the few countries that pays hospitals on a case-by-case basis, um, per case, per treatment Mm. of each thing. And a lot of people have noticed, and a lot of people are saying, that this creates a lot of um, potentially dangerous incentives for hospitals because it means that they um, effectively get paid more the more treatment they give out to patients and and yeah it gives them incentives to keep patients in in hospital longer and perform unnecessary operations and prescribe unnecessary antibiotics and everything 
So, and it also puts a lot of pressure on hospital staff because they're constantly, they constantly have to get new patients in all the time. So there's always like, if you go to a hospital, they will find something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, there's apparently, there's an old medic's joke. Do you want to hear the old medic's always. joke? There are no healthy people. There are only people who haven't been examined thoroughly enough. Interesting. <laughs> And this, yes. the, the, I got this from this, uh, this some a doctor and journalist called Werner Bartens, who wrote a book about all this. And um, he he claimed in this book that this is no longer a joke, and it was in fact a reality in many German hospitals mm. that they were um, over treating people. And because they have to break even, they have to make money, and um, hospitals are really struggling, especially now because of the rising energy costs. God, um, the, what it must take, the energy bills of a hospital must be fucking terrifying. Yeah, and in fact, Karl Lauterbach, they announced this week, the German government, they were putting an extra 8 billion into the hospital system just to um, just to cover, yeah, cover extra inflation and, and energy costs. So, yeah, so, so this reform, uh, Lauterbach has instituted a 16-person experts commission mm. of doctors, leading doctors and lawyers and, you know, experts basically and they have to come up with radical solutions on how to fix this and a lot of countries are kind of doing um reforms of their hospital systems but they and the interesting thing is that um this this case by the reason they introduced this file it's called the Fallpauschale. Mm-hmm. is a as a, a fee a case fee mm-hmm. and the reason why they introduced this back in 2003 was because uh, hospital stays were notoriously long in Germany mm. and people were just staying in for ages. So if you, if you had your tonsils out, you'd be in hospital for four days and everything. And in many other countries, you know, you would be in and out within a day or two days. I had that with like laparoscopic knee surgery. I had exactly the same operation on the NHS and then two years later in Germany, uh-huh. NHS was in for like half a day. <laughs> yeah. And- to be fair, it was over like a, a long weekend in Germany. So I think there just wasn't, they were very short staff. There was no one to kind of discharge me, but I was in there for like, I think four nights, five days. Oh, okay. From my perspective, there's a happy medium there. Like I didn't need to be in there for four nights. <laughs> but yeah, so this, they brought that in then to encourage hospitals to like get to get people patients a bit faster. Yeah, and it worked. So the, the, the since they introduced mm. this 20 years ago, the average hospital stay in Germany has gone down from ten days to seven days, um, but it's still seven days. Like a long time. Yeah, but the the thing is, there's there's a lot of costs related to this, and there's a really good uh, documentary on ARD, the public broadcaster, all about this, mm-hmm. and uh, telling kind of they collect quite a few horror stories of um, stories. A lot of premature babies is a big thing, so they're mm-hmm. they're very lucrative premature babies so there's like a pressure on the hospitals or the hospitals for them to induce like a premature birth if there's a, if it's like a 50 50 not sure what is the best solution then often that they will go with the more lucrative solution so there's like stories like that in this documentary and people are saying it's really it's quite dangerous and everything and apparently germany has more premature baby hospitals than most of the european countries yeah they have like over 170 and these are these like premature baby centers and a country like sweden apparently only has eight such centers so is that they they kind of talking about it. and apparently other countries especially really, like sweden's a lot i mean what's the population of sweden though 
yeah i mean there's like yeah it's not the same you can't really compare them the same i mean but the point is that especially the scandinavian countries have what they call like a more mixed system where mm. hospitals get a basic budget and they get a certain case fee for certain cases and okay. this is what this this german hospital federation talked to me about and yeah and he, they said that they would like to see that in germany too that's yeah. good. I always think give the people what they want. Not all people, sorry. But like if you have the <laughs> experts working in the hospitals and they're going, this would actually really work. Yeah. That. You know, and then of course we have to have like a 16 person panel to come up with and what they'll hopefully go is like, yeah, what these lads are saying, like, fine. Okay, we've all. Well, the, the German Hospital Federation is not represented on this panel. That's, they're kind of annoyed about that. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> There are other people who are... I mean, there are more medical experts, but... Carl! (laughs) No! But you can be a medical expert and not have any idea what it's like to run a hospital. Yeah. Um, But this is not a medical issue. This is a... Yeah. I mean, they would would have preferred to have been on the panel too. And the other people who are not represented, who would have been important, is is the German states. Because the German states are in charge of health policy, it's mainly it's not it, most of it is done through the states and not through the um, federal government. And I can't see, but I'm giving like the emoji that just has <laughs> a straight line for a mouth and straight line for eyes. <laughs> so, like, this sounded really good, and now it's like, oh no, wait, <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Well, not bullshit. Like, so what? I don't understand. Well, the, the problem is that whatever reforms they come up with, the states will have to agree to them because that's the way the German system works. Mm-hmm. And if they, they don't agree to them, there's going to be another big discussion. And the, and the thing is, the states have Yes, and we'll just have endless pressures. discussion between the federal government and the state government until we all implode in a fiery <laughs> hellball. Yeah, it's like with the... Um, exactly. Everything else. Everything else in Germany. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like every other fucking thing we do. It was, I was going to say the, the 49 euro ticket now. The reason why it's 49 euros is because the states wouldn't pay. And, um, you know, the, 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 the nine euro ticket, which, which everyone liked, was the federal government's idea. And they said, mm-hmm. this is a really good idea. And the states were, were like, yeah, it's a brilliant idea. Sweet, you pay you for it. You pay for it. And then they, now they want to extend it. And they said, and the state said, "Well, we're not paying," and so they compromised, and they came up with this forty-nine euro ticket, which is not—it's not doesn't. I mean, it's good, but it it's doesn't fine, help but everyone. So, like forty-nine euros is quite a lot of money. Yeah, and it doesn't benefit everyone in the same way as the nine euro ticket did. No. Okay. Well, that's annoying. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, so that is the danger here: is they'll come up with the this great reform, and then the states will say, "Well, we can't do yeah, that," like, and they don't want to. Lauterbach sort of. Why not have these people at the table? I don't. I, I don't know. He's probably he probably has some clever reason. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I telling don't... you. I I write these articles in like two days. I I mean, you know, <laughs> I can't interview everyone. I interview people who are experts, and then you I didn't get a line on Carl. No, I mean on the show. Yeah, he's probably ready for a mega can. <laughs> uh, the thing is, like, I quite like him. I think because he's like a virologist isn't he and he was very yeah. sort of like vocal and also got a lot of flack like everyone did uh during the pandemic earlier in the pandemic yeah and he's good i mean he comes across very well on the telly and um people like him he yeah. everyone everyone wanted him to be health minister but i would have had the states but then 
Maybe. But it's all politics, isn't it? Who knows? I mean, this probably would have been too complicated to get the states on or, or board. It maybe would have been, you know, which state you're going to... 16 more people in. Yeah, it probably was something like that. Maybe, oh, God, yeah, and then you have to listen to them all. <laughs> and also, they have different imperatives. The thing about the states is they're, they're, they're all represent... They're all just the government of that particular state at any one time, and then you'd have to decide which so party imagine, from like, would have hospital, to come. Yeah, okay. Because, like, the hospital demands in, say, like... Berlin is going yeah. to be wildly different to like a really like a much smaller state which has like a few hospitals and also well the the, the state government what doesn't want any any have to do any policies that make it look bad you know yeah. so there's if if one of these reforms they said we have to close this one hospital and mm-hmm. make a bigger hospital somewhere else and then the state government would have mm-hmm. to and hospitals have to like do that and then they would then they would become more unpopular and they don't want to do that so that's the that's the kind of that's politics in it and hospitals i think become very particularly in like not such metropolitan like i don't know I, I know from my own thing where they closed our local hospital growing up we all went on protests and everything and like it's a very like emotive so it can make them look bad like you say if they so that's the that's going to and that's the danger when they okay. come up with these reforms that the the states will block it for those types types of reasons because they so don't want protests. It's and complex and yeah. nuanced and very annoying and the problem's <laughs> not going to go anywhere anytime <laughs> soon. Great. <laughs> Next. Next. Uh, good. We are going to talk about uh, fracking. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> so. No thanks. No. Friend of the pod, uh, Christian Lindner. Fuck. Right. Brought up the issue of fracking again earlier this week, and some people were saying, "Well, why would you do that? Fracking is banned in Germany and has been for a while. It's actually only partially banned." People, I always say, everyone says it's banned, and it is, but it still happens because you can do, you know, like um, they have like safe fracking, and there is a kind of the. the <laughs> What they've banned is kind of new <laughs> fracking and unsafe fracking, but it is banned. But Everyone it's says it. And to be clear, <laughs> burning any of these, regardless of how we get yeah. them, is killing us as a yeah as a civilization. So by all means. So what did Linda say? So Linda, leader of the FDP and finance minister of Germany, he came out earlier this week and said. We have considerable gas reserves in Germany that can be extracted without endangering drinking water. And uh, he reckons that extraction could be responsible, could be done responsibly within ecological, within an ecological framework. This was immediately shot down by the Environment Ministry, led by the Green Party's Steffi Lempke, whose spokesperson said uh, fracking gas is damaging to the climate and extracting it damages the environment in general and it has been banned for good reason. So they kind of like knocked it down straight away. But and yeah, I mean, we could go into why fracking's bad again. Do you want to go into it again? No. Okay. <laughs> I think everyone like. <laughs> okay. I can tell. You, I don't know very much about fracking, but it's quite like an unstable way of getting yeah. gas out. Yeah, and it's also very. It's not very efficient because apparently this is according to the 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 gas and oil industry federation in Germany. Even if we started. Um, we'd have to find places to frack. We'd have to like, find the right sites. And this would take three years before oh, we even just to find three where... Three years we should be just fucking building every, Like, on every... Just yeah. everyone gets a fucking wind turbine. Go. Yeah. No. 
what this is his three-year plan i thought this was like right it's a bit like the nuclear power things like we can keep them open because they're there yeah but he wants us to go out and start looking for gas that we might be able to get dangerously in three years yeah that's his plan that's yeah he just said it well do you think because <laughs> i feel like fracking is becoming or not becoming it's one of these things it's it's not just about the fracking it's about this kind of like where you fall on the ideological debate about climate change and what we should and shouldn't be doing so for the fdp a big principle for the fdp is they need to be is to be open to new technologies and they think <laughs> just making angry <laughs> every week all i do is i, I say things and you make angry noises <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what people love about this show i just say things <laughs> and, you, and you just make right i fucking hate i honestly have almost more respect for like your sort of more conservative right like at least that's time something where ftp is just like fucking yeah new technology because it's going to save us from climate change but also like fracking uh might actually like not be so bad no it's probably bad and we also yeah. know that gas we know that all of these things is not good well th there's probably a political reason why he did say yes. this that's... And that is because the FTP is tanking in the opinion polls and in the region, regional elections that we had recently in North Rhine-Westphalia and Lower yeah. Saxony. He needs to find issues which which will appeal to his voter base because it's, yeah. it's kind of no secret that the FTP's general voters don't really like the Greens and the SPD, you know? They're more, they're more if they want to have a coalition, they'd prefer the CDU. They're, they're, they tend, they lean right. And everyone knows this, and, uh, and Christian Lindner definitely knows this. You know, he said before the election that he would prefer to be in a coalition with the CDU. So, but now he, they felt like, because of all the big modernization plans they could bring in, they felt like they could, they could look like a responsible party that could govern. They wanted to join with this coalition, which is mm -hmm. more uh, centre-left. So, yeah, but now it's kind of backfired. And because they, a lot of their core voters are leaving them, they have to say stuff like this mm -hmm. to, to feel like they're, you know, that we're still the FDP. We're not, we're not, we haven't become green or anything. Do you think that party politics might actually just be a terrible idea? What would be the alternative, though? I mean, they're not great either. It's just all the same, though. Like... Just with these parties, they seem to put on like a nice, but it's all just about people clinging desperately to par and flinging whatever under the bus. I, I mean, know. you know, anyone, maybe, maybe people can write in. I mean, the, the thing is, this is not going to happen. They're not going to start fracking under this government. No, uh, you know the. Um, That's true. The but they what they want to do is 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 as appear like they've got something to say and also find a compromise which they can then sell to their voters you know it's all about compromise i mean everything's compromise isn't it but it's things are going very badly for the fdp at the moment in the polls they're almost down to six percent they dropped out of the lower saxony parliament altogether so yeah they're just a bit desperate and they would have been probably been better for olaf schultz's government if the fdp had done a bit better in the last election mm. and they wouldn't be saying things like this but um yeah yeah fracking is really bad yeah Let's not that frack. Is, uh, Christian, find something else to say to them. Or... Which brings us to oh. our other favourite 
people oh, on this podcast, which who are Friedrich Merz and Markus Zerda, the yep. leaders of the CDU and CSU, respectively. Last weekend mm-hmm. was the CSU um, party conference in Augsburg. Mm. Didn't go. I was going to say, can you imagine the spread they would have put on? You would have <laughs> just got a whole pig. <laughs> yeah. Not just your... What was it you got at the CDU on? A Schweinshaxe. Oh, it was great, though. Oh, really nice. Don't get me, I did say, I think, on that podcast, like, <laughs> politics aside, I think I'd probably rather go to their party just be like, yes, nice food. It, and It was a pork chop. Oh. But a very, very well done. Of course it was. Yeah. Was there yeah. some, like, really cooked sauerkraut in there? Are yeah, and, and mashed potatoes. Oh. It was lovely. It was a good gravy. That's the only thing. <laughs> right. If we were just rejigging all of government, right, can we just run it like a something different and we just put parties in charge of like things like catering, like the ship parties can do things like catering. No, no decisions about fracking or anything. I do think the FDP boys could do like the, maybe the after party. Yeah. Dress code. I don't know. They can book a club. But like, I, I don't care. I just stop making these clowns make actual policy decisions. <laughs> Sorry, you were talking. What? So, CSU party conference in Augsburg. Yeah. And uh, Friedrich Merz, the, so what happens is they're, they're, they're often, the CDU and the CSU are like, they have this weird kind of marriage. I still don't really understand this, but yeah. yeah. And it does, I always feel, every election, I, I feel like I don't understand why this is fair because no one can vote. If you don't live in Bavaria, you can't vote for the CSU. And if you don't live anywhere else but Bavaria, like if you live outside Bavaria, you can't vote for the CDU. And yet, when you do vote for one of the two, you get them both, even though they're separate parties. They're yeah. they're organizers separate parties and they have separate leaders. So I think it's a bit weird to have a regional party in the federal government, which is what happens whenever the CDU gets elected, which they often do, which they mostly do. So, yeah, so they have this weird, like, arrangement, but they have to... (laughs) Marriage of convenience. And they have to get on with each other. But often they don't get on. Like, Mm. very famously, Merkel and Horst Seehofer didn't get on. Back in the day, that's when we first started this podcast, when yeah. I didn't know that the government was about to collapse. Back in those days where I didn't know shit all about German politics. <laughs> yeah. God, those days. They, yeah, they didn't. So now, but apparently now they get on better than ever. Now these two, they're really good friends. Marcus. Söder and, and Matt, that does not yeah. surprise me. Yeah, they love each other. Cut from the same <laughs> weird cloth. And they are both very good at um, doing like like opposition type speeches. You know, they're good at doing annoying speeches that will annoy the federal government, especially Olaf Scholz, who's not doing very well. His popularity is not is very he's poor not, at the moment. Yeah, he's so struggling, isn't he? They're they're getting on famously down there in Bavaria. And the other reason that they're getting on famously because you you might remember last year. Laschet and Zerda were in a, a an almighty alpha male battle to become the chancellor candidate mm. for the CDU CSU. I don't know what Armin Laschet's up to these days. <laughs> yes, so they were battling it out. Yeah, and there was a lot of division. That was one of the reasons, probably, why the CDU lost the election last year, just because they were looked divided. You know. But that is wild that you think about because Marcus Söder is actually technically not in the CDU. So how was he even? Well, because they have a common... Yeah, candidate. but how, yeah, it is mad. Yeah. 
It's very rare for a CSU candidate to represent both parties. It's usually the CDU yeah, gets to choose because so they're bigger. You know, such a. Anyway, shall I carry on talking? Please. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I, oh, have you lost the will to live? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, what is like what is mildly interesting is that the I promise I'll be finished soon. Okay. <laughs> what is mildly interesting is that. Zerda has apparently totally backed down on his, his big leadership ambitions, partly because he's got an election in Bavaria coming up and he's not making, he's no longer making big statements that are supposed to be, you know, relevant nationally. He's only like concentrating on Bavaria and, uh, and, and that is. Freistadt Bayern. Yeah, and that suits okay. Friedrich Merz really well because Friedrich Merz wants to be. You know, he ultimately wants to be the next chancellor. Oh presumably. God, I, I hope one of us dies before then. I mean, <laughs> like me or Friedrich Matz, not you. <laughs> okay. But he's quite old, so. Yeah, you've probably, you've probably got better chances. All That's all. a terrible thing to say. I don't mean that. I mean retires from public life. <laughs> yeah, and also Matz has got uh, plenty of rivals in his own party, not including, not even Zerda, who would probably be more electable. Who's in there? In the CDU, yeah. Who who's still clinging around? Well, Hendrik Wüst. Who? The... <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not a real name. What? Sorry, you just sounded Hend- like me. Hendrik Wüst. Wüst. Yeah. What's Hendrik Wüst. I've never heard of this man. No, wait. Is he a state premier? Yes. Is he Nordrhein Westfalia? Yes. Yes. Took over from Laschet. Yeah. <laughs> well that came out of nowhere. I genuinely thought that was the first time I've ever heard you make those sounds. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Whoop. Um, All right, okay. And uh, and uh, he's just he just won an election Did in Northern Australia. Yes, and, I knew that. And uh, he's doing and you know, he's still in his forties, quite young, so All people right. are okay. um, saying right. he would be a potential future leader for the CDU. Okay. Also Stefan Günther in Schleswig Holstein. Also, a young, up and coming conservative <laughs> white man. Yes, let's get excited. <laughs> God. So, all these people, and Friedrich Merz is closing in on 70. And he was obviously, um, even though he's leader now, it's not necessarily uh, locked in that he would be the candidate. Yeah, I feel like he is good election. in a opposition role because he like cuts about and says like inflammatory things yeah exactly and it's like look at the mess that germany's in now i'm like give them a fucking second you did nothing your partner as far party as far as we can tell for many many years except for cozy up to russia and then you fucking fucked off the world imploded and you're like well yeah he wasn't even in politics for like 15 years yeah because he was off working for blackrock helping the last financial yeah and and, and flying a private plane around. Oh God! Did you hear about his private plane? I don't. In uh, in he went to Christian Lindner's wedding in a private plane, which he flew himself. But Christian Lindner, I know this from Grazia, got married on the fucking Ostsee. Where are you? Why are you fucking flying? You fucking. I think he was just wanting to show off his little plane. He's got his he because he can fly it himself, and uh, he had like a little propeller plane. And actually, big... do you know what? Those are quite dangerous. Keep flying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so there was a bit of a slight controversy because people were criticizing him for flying a plane where he could have just got the train or something and he claimed at the time that his plane used less fuel than 
um, for example, Olaf Scholz's car would have used because you know the chancellors have really like <laughs> you're, you're doing that emoji face again, <laughs> and uh, it's like it's also the teacher face <laughs> as well. It's just like classic teacher face. Like, yeah, please felt... go on with this absolute <laughs> fucking bullshit. Yeah, I totally felt it. I felt like I was thirteen year old child again. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was really intimidated then um, on, on Friedrich Merz's behalf. Mm. And he claimed afterwards that his his little plane used less fuel overall than um, Olaf Scholz's um, company car, you know, his government car yeah. that he drives around in, which is because it's, it's all bulletproof, it's a really heavy, big car. Yeah. Um, and is there an ounce of truth in that? Yeah, if you drove all the way in, the, I don't know. I, to be honest, there was there were some fact checking articles that I saw, and they were kind of divided. Some of them said, yeah, it, if you if 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 the car had to stop a lot and go a lot, and it was covering that distance because it has to go around a lot of corners. And yes, but yes, know. yes, Friedrich, <laughs> that's that's fine, right? That's absolutely fine. Cars are like the biggest, or one of the biggest polluters yeah you are correct thank you for pointing that out to us if we all like stop driving our autos then people could maybe take a few more flights you know you could have a holiday you know whatever like we could do we could work that out Hmm. if people weren't driving all of the cars every single day all over germany you as the head of as the wonderful conrad werner once dubbed it the political wing of Volkswagen can make a change here, Friedrich. But yeah. have you done a fucking thing? No. No, no, of course you haven't. You just want to be big balls and fly up to Christian Lindner's wedding on the freaking Ostsee. Maybe the Nordsee? No, it was the Ostsee, I'm pretty sure. Because yeah. they were going to get married in Italy, but they couldn't because of security Well, reasons. it was on the, the island, wasn't it? It was on Zilt. It was on Zilt. You were mm. correct. Yeah, I heard all about it. And there was like a protesting, but he didn't get in. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. I yeah. think so. Uh, anyway, that is all the news. That's all the news you need to know. <sighs> There's other news you need to know, but go and look elsewhere. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, <laughs> as we all know. Um, oh, I still have some of my mega country. Oh, yeah. Any other business? Nope. What Started we- brewing my own beer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How's that going? Have you Have you drank any yet? No, it only got bottled... Two days ago. Not bottled, it got right. into the big one, and then you have to bottle it in a week. And then in like four weeks, six weeks, we'll have beer. What kind of beer? Uh, Hellas. Yeah. And tonight we're going to do some fest beer. And is, this for, is there a reason for this? Why have you suddenly become a brewer? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Like, I feel like at some point my boyfriend and I were like, oh, that'd be fun to do. And then he's just gone mad and ordered like loads of brewing stuff. And so now that's what we do. It's quite um, fun. Is it? Are you, is, are you preparing for a party of some kind? Where you're gonna be? Yeah, drinking maybe. Beer? Hopefully, if it all works out, you can come. Oh, thanks. I wasn't fishing for an invitation. No, but, but you can <laughs> come. It'll be fun. Uh, for Christmas, I thought maybe it was like a Christmas party of preparation. Yeah, maybe it sort of worked out that way by by accident. Right. But yeah, that's that's my news. Did you get your energy pulse, Charles? That's my other thing that I'm cross about. Uh, no, I haven't yet, no. Oh, you're freelancing? Yeah. Have you got yeah. yours? Yeah. And I know that I've lived in Germany for a long time and I shouldn't be surprised by this, but I was quite surprised that they've been going on and on and on about how they're going to give me 300 euros. Mm-hmm. But they they taxed us on it. So in classic German style, 
what they have done. Now, who's responsible for this? Is it like Christian? Is it Olaf? Which of well, these fuckers? Christian is the finance minister, so Christian. probably him. 300 euros. I'm going to give you 300 euros. 300 euros. 300 euros. This is classic, these lads, right? They go around spying this 300 euros. That's fine. Like, I'm grateful. Like, I know a lot. Like, whatever. But don't tell me you're going to give me 300 euros and then go, oh, yeah, but like of that 300 euros, you also owe me like 140. Yeah. Just fucking... Why? <laughs> Just give me 160 Why? Then. <laughs> it's all... I don't like I I oh I don't get it I I just don't get it yeah yeah so, it's ridiculous again it's obviously like it's it's not covering like also, my gas bill currently is one hundred and eighty two euros a month so that one hundred and sixty you got from the state is doesn't not even a- do one month <laughs> it doesn't even cover my normal bill for one month let alone anything that might happen in the next yeah maybe they need to come up with a better solution to this whole issue. <sighs> fucking discuss that for the next hundred years <laughs> till the earth will be so warm we won't ever need to f- heat another flat again <laughs> anyway on that note on that note thank that, you very much for listening we love you yeah that was brilliant thank you <laughs> it was i do appreciate you giving me the news even if i don't want it <laughs> it, it needs to be done like medicine yes you had well you know and the sugar that goes with the medicine oh is god the, the mega can. The, the mega can. Festive megas. Fest. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Maybe I just open them and put a wee cinnamon stick in before we start recording. And just suck it through the stick. Oh, that wouldn't be <laughs> Right. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>